Welcome to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. My name is Corin Young with RK Studios, and this podcast is produced in partnership with JCI Santa Clarita. I'm joined today by a close friend and colleague. He was actually one of our first guests on this podcast. He was one of JCI Santa Clarita's 40 Under 40 and Top 100. He's one of this year's 10 Outstanding Young Americans, one of College of the Canyon's Outstanding Alumni from the College of Humanities. He is a professional public speaker. He's spoken to audiences all around the world about autism and the process of self-discovery. And he's actually doing a public speaking workshop for JCI Santa Clarita on Wednesday, April 21st at 6 p.m. It's through Zoom. Please welcome Tom Island. Thank you so much for having me, Corin. Yeah, it's great to have you here Good again. Good to see you again. Yeah, we've got some, some cool stuff to talk about. Um, I want to focus today on public speaking, which is your specialty, which is funny because you do a lot of speaking about autism and your experience with autism. But as I understand it, autism actually is um, gives you difficulties with communicating and you know understanding and being able to uh, to express yourself. And so, how did that tr- translate into a career in public speaking mm-hmm. for you? Yes, yeah, so I'm on the autism spectrum myself, and growing up, I had a lot of difficulties socializing and communicating with others. And people all across the autism spectrum have that social communication difficulty. And the way I see it, after I realized I want to tell my story, I want to share with others that a good life is possible, that you can you can have the future that you want. I took up public speaking in order to improve on those socializing and communication difficulties and realized that Toastmasters International, it's a nonprofit, it helps you improve your public speaking with communication and leadership. They have a an accredited speaker program allows for professional speakers to master the art of socializing and communicating, which is public speaking. So my message really to the world is that someone with autism, a social communication disorder, can master the art of public speaking, which is socializing and communicating. And you can break barriers and you can overcome obstacles and you can live the life that you want. Was becoming a Toastmasters accredited speaker always the goal? Not always. I first joined the organization just to get some pointers about how I can appear more competent and confident when I speak, but I tend to have this mentality of wanting to one-up myself or do something better. Or like, So if I become a distinguished Toastmaster and accomplish so many uh, educational landmarks or benchmarks, I'm like, okay, what's next? Okay, they have an accredited speaker program for professional speakers. All right, I'm going to do that. I've done it. So what's next? Oh, we have a world championship of public speaking. All right, I want to compete and I want to be the next world champion. So I'm always finding some way, no matter where I go or what I do, to be better and to grow and find my way up and out in the world. Okay, so let's just talk uh, numbers real quick. How big of an organization is Toastmasters? How how many chapters are there or how many? Uh, where can you find it? Yeah, so it's been around for about 100 years, and currently there are about 350,000 members in 143 countries around the world. And there are about 16,000 clubs, each club featuring in each of their meetings, prepared speeches, impromptu speaking, we call it table topics, and evaluations of the prepared speeches. So it's a great place to practice, get positive and constructive feedback from your peers and help you really come out of your shell, or at least that's what it did for me. That is so cool. I didn't realize it was that big, 350,000 members. members. Now, how many 
Um, Toastmasters accre uh, accredited speakers are there? Only 88 accredited speakers in the world, and I'm the only one on the autism spectrum to have earned this designation. Only 88 ever in the history, in the world, in the 100 year history of Toastmasters. That's an incredible feat. Mm -hmm. and, as, and as you said, the only one with autism. How, how did you kind of work up to that, to earning that distinction? So I had to have a number of professional speaking engagements first. So I went to a number of conferences. I went to schools. I went to places that would hear me speak. And I had to document how many people were in the audience. How much did I get paid? How long did I speak? And then I had to record myself speaking to a live audience that would be submitted towards a panel of judges. And they would decide, nope, you didn't make it. Please improve your video submission in the future with this, this, and this. Or they'd say, okay, you are now moving up to the next level. Please come to our international conference and give a speech in front of about a thousand people and we'll judge you again to see if you have what it takes to be an accredited speaker. So there's a whole lengthy application and experience process involved into getting this designation. But after so many attempts, I made it happen. Yeah. And you have been a professional speaker for, for a while. Um, you've, you've traveled the country, you've given presentations um, to audiences all over the world, um, including some, some uh, pretty cool audiences. Can, can you share a, a couple of the, your highlights of your uh, public speaking? So I've been speaking to police officers, I think since I was in high school, so about 20 something years. And my audience has evolved more into speaking to teachers, to district leaders, edu uh, decision makers, even went so far as to speak at the United Nations on two occasions. These are uh, leaders and people that are looking to improve on what's called sustainable development. United Nations has several goals that they want to meet in the coming years, like a clean water for everybody, access to education, uh, partnerships, and they're looking for feedback from the autism community as to how we can make that happen and what the autism community needs. So I was on the front lines making that call. That is so cool. I remember watching the the live stream from the United Nations with the, the first time you spoke, and that was so neat to, to see that. Uh, it, that was actually, was that two years ago? Uh, yes, it was uh, April of 2019 that I first spoke on World Autism Awareness Day. And then for the International Day of Persons with Disabilities on December 3rd of 2019. Okay. So within roughly eight months, I spoke there twice. That is so cool. Um, now, April is Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month. Can, can you just share a little bit about like what that month uh, means and what, what's the goal? Certainly. So autism impacts about one in 46 children in today's world. And the conversation and narrative behind autism has evolved over time when it was first really brought to light and some people still kind of think this way it was thought of as a disease an illness something to be cured so people were being made aware of autism april was about autism awareness but then people on the autism spectrum like myself spoke up for themselves saying we have the right to live please love and accept us for who we are we want to have futures so it's now become more on the lines of Autism Acceptance Month. It is here to stay, and we should make the most with what we've gotten so that everybody wins. But I actually want to see, as long as the conversation and narrative are evolving, I want to see Autism Action Month come to fruition because people on the autism spectrum and their allies, parents, teachers, therapists, are constantly in need of help, and it should expand beyond April 
that we include people on the autism spectrum in decisions. We hear from them. We give them help when they need it and do more to improve their quality of life so that everybody wins. Awesome. That, forgive my, my ignorance here, but autism is something that you're born with. Is that right? It is. It's a developmental disorder, not to be confused with mental illness or something that's caused by vaccines. It's something that I'm going to have until the day I die, and I accept that. Right. So it's not something that you can catch from doing something, and it's nothing that you can be cured of. Correct. You, you can train yourself as you've worked hard to kind of uh, overcome obstacles, but uh, are there certain benefits as well? And just so you know, that autism is not something you can necessarily see in some cases. And I think as people on the spectrum grow up, it becomes more internalized. So, and I've had years of therapy and coaching and martial arts classes, improv, all the things that make me who I am today. But I also have a number of talents and gifts and lots of people on the autism spectrum have talents and gifts. So one example I like to give to break the ice a little bit is a, a number letter talent I have. So there are 26 letters in the alphabet. A is one, B is two, C is three. What I can do is I can take words. I tend to use people's names and give their letters their numerical value and add them up as quick as a calculator. So let's say the name Tom. Mm -hmm. T is 20, O is 15, and M is 13. You add these up, you get 48. And I can do that very quickly. And the kids at the schools that I speak to, they love it. So it's a two-part game. One, you have to memorize the value of each letter. And mm -hmm. then two, you have to add them up quickly. Yep. So obviously you've memorized Tom. Yeah. Can you do Corin? So, and, and usually I ask for the spelling because how you spell your name or how it is spelled do matter in the calculations. So for K-O-R-E-N, you are 63. Incredible. Corin is 63. Okay. Um, let's do podcast. Podcast. So P-O-D-C-A-S-T-78. What's funny is I'm I'm not adding this up also. I don't have a way to, to check you, but I'm sure that, you, that it is <laughs> Or I may have missed something in the calculation there. I had to clear my throat there. But but and some people have fact-checked me. Like they'll be calculating, like, what's C? That's a three. So they'll be checking on it in the audience. I, that is such a fun game and such an awesome skill to have. Um, I don't know how practical it is in the real world, <laughs> but it's definitely a great icebreaker. Uh, now, you talk about different things when, when you do your uh, private consulting. Uh, I know that you you do uh, speeches to like universities about uh, autism and and uh, self uh, overcoming everything, but you also talk to employers about the benefits of hiring people on the autism spectrum. What kind of benefits could there be? Like, obviously, uh, people on the spectrum could be just as capable as everyone else in some things. But are there any things that that you would be more capable of? So a little bit of background about autism and employment. So over 90% of people on the autism spectrum are unemployed, be it they don't have a job or aren't working enough hours to make ends meet. And this is a great disservice to this community because they have a lot of potential and possibilities have a lot to offer an employer, but because of the social communication difficulties I mentioned, they may not get past the interview process or they'll say something to a customer that is totally offensive or may not be able to keep a job. They might get the job, but may not keep it. And as a result, their talents and their skills get overlooked and dismissed completely. And one quote I heard from a person with autism is, I miss what others catch, and I catch what others miss. So sometimes it's difficult to see the whole picture unless you have someone with autism coming in from where they're coming from and looking at a situation 
maybe taking out some of the social norms that you and I are familiar with or offering a perspective that they have and no one else does. And a lot of people with autism tend to be very organized. They like procedures. They may even write whole manuals on how to do something. And they like order and have a lot to offer companies and organizations, but only if they are allowed to be working in that environment. Okay. So we're talking about jobs like um, in the industries where I've worked, um, there are jobs like a QC where it's like very mm -hmm. uh, repetitive tasks or, or hyper-focusing on, on something, something that I know that I couldn't do because I, my attention span so, so short that I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of you know, all over the place, but like repetitive tasks for some people. Uh, in your case, you're very good with numbers. And so you got into accounting mm -hmm. first. So uh, is that pretty typical? And yes, quality control or QC is something that people with autism like to do or might excel in because they're all about law and following the rules and want to make sure that that happens. And for me, I thought accounting was all about the numbers. Like if I can do math, if I can follow the money, if I can do the taxes that are required at every given period, then I'd be all right. But little did I find out until I was actually in certain jobs and certain work environments that there's a lot of analysis to be done. You have to read people and the tax laws are constantly changing. And this was an environment or a profession that after I found out well after the fact that that was not how I wanted to spend my life sitting at a desk, crunching numbers all day. I wanted to tell my story. I wanted to help people on a personal level with things that could help them for the rest of their lives instead of a few years or for that particular period with the numbers. Yeah. So um, getting back to Toastmasters and how you've uh, advanced your career to be uh, a professional public speaker, uh, you joined a chapter here in Santa Clarita. Um, and I think you've been involved with a couple of different chapters. Can you talk about that real quick? Yeah. So I've chartered a club here in Santa Clarita. It's still around. It's called the Outliers. And the Outliers have been around for about six years. And we name ourselves that because not just of our location, like being far away from the main city of Santa Clarita, but we also are very unique, extraordinary, and even quirky in our own ways. So that's how we've created our own little culture in that club. I also joined uh, an improv Toastmasters club. So in addition to the prepared speeches, the impromptu speaking and the evaluations of the prepared speeches, we also do improv games, kind of like whose line is it anyway, where you, you're set, a scene is set and you have to act it out right off the top of your head. It's like impromptu speaking on steroids. So improv Toastmasters has really helped me come out of my shell and also improve like thinking from the right side of the brain, the abstract emotional side, because I tend to be very logical and factual in my left side of the brain. So improv has helped me connect more in both hemispheres. That's really cool. I, I love that you're doing uh, two different uh, chapters for, mm -hmm. for different things. So coming up on uh, April 21st uh, for JCI Santa Clarita, you're actually doing a public speaking workshop. What kind of things can we expect in that workshop? So you can expect what writing a speech is all about and like having what's called a central idea or an underlying core theme to a speech that you want to convey to your audience so that your message is received. Also, I'll be talking a little bit. This trophy here, I won from a table topics contest, an impromptu speaking contest. I beat out a couple thousand Toastmasters for that. So I'm going to be sharing my secrets to how you can actually prepare for an unprepared speech. It is possible to have an idea or a story to tell 
or in format your answer so you can be prepared for any question that is thrown at you. That sounds awesome. I'm really looking forward to, to learning about that from you. So Tom Island, thanks for, for joining us today. And uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends and leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.